Hey folks, it's your old pal Eagadelva here with another hastily added in warning. The following episode of Rider Break contains extreme spoilers for the end of Kamarider Gaim, as well as the end of Kamarider Wizard, Kamarider Forze, Kamarider O's, Kamarider Double, Kamarider Blade, and probably every other Kamarider series ever made. It also contains a lot of speculation about the upcoming Kamarider Drive, which, by the time you're listening to this, will no longer be upcoming, and everything we talk about will probably turn out to be wrong. In any case, listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to another episode of Rider Break. I'm your host, Eagle Devil, and this is episode 20. It's another very special episode, as once again, I am joined by somebody else besides myself. I have with me my co-host from the Repack podcast, Craig the Scream Man Moore. Hello! And Nikki. Hello! Okay, and we are here tonight to discuss uh, the end of Kamen Rider Gaim for a little bit, and our sort of initial thoughts and uh, predictions and such on Kamen Rider Drive, because when we're recording this, it's Thursday night of the week between the end of Gaim and the beginning of Drive, so it's the week without any Kamen Rider uh, as the star of the franchise, if you will. But uh, that will change. Do you call it the loneliest week of all? Yes, it is. It's... <laughs> It is indeed. Uh, that will change soon, though, and Drive will be everywhere. He already kind of is, uh, at least as far as the commercials go, but we'll get into him and, and all his stuff coming up in a bit. But uh, first off, how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, I'm kind of sick, but I am taking stuff to keep my throat uh, lubricated enough to be able to speak, because I really, really wanted to be on Rider Break. I'm glad. Thank you for coming on. You, you never have to thank me for coming on, dude. I would. <laughs> this is this is a huge honor. I'm honored as well. Uh, how about you, Nikki? I'm good, but I'm probably not going to curl up your butt as much as he does. Yeah, not on, not on the air anyway. Not on the air, no. No, and I, I know you guys had said uh, you were both very excited to be on, uh, which it, I'm really uh, blown away by, <laughs> actually. See, I'm I'm willing to admit that on air. I don't know about Nikki. All right, well, <laughs> moving on from that, let's get into uh, the topic at hand. We'll start off with Gaim, because uh, we did want to touch on that a little bit. I'm sure we're going to be talking about the end of Gaim a lot more real soon on another podcast. But let's discuss it here first. So, the end of Gaim, uh, we'll kind of go with just the, the last couple episodes, I mean, or, or just, the, you know, general thoughts on the series overall. Leading into the finale, and uh, who who wants to start? Go on, Nick. You you take it, sir. Um, I stand by my initial call when the whole show started. I don't think the first few episodes are all that great, but I think once you get through the first, I'm going to say four, 
it really picks up and it really starts pulling you into the narrative and it just gets crazier and more complicated and the characters go all sorts of places I wasn't expecting them to go. Also, given my initial reaction to it being fruit-themed, mm. uh, it dealt, it did a hell of a lot. Now, do you think, uh, you mentioned the first four episodes, do you think the turning point was in episode four when Kota really kind of realized just how dangerous things were when he, he gets that butt-whooping from Zangetsu? I think it was, actually. Yeah, because that certainly for me, I mean, I, I enjoyed the first episode and the next couple, but that was really the moment where I was like, this show is now, like, I, I see, I kind of see where what it's going for. Like, it's it's getting serious real fast, and it sure did after that. Um, and how, what, what did you think of the ending uh, in general? Ooh, um, I liked it, but it, I don't know, it was a bizarre ending for me. It didn't feel all that Kamen Rider-ish an ending. I mean, there was no real straight-up bad guy that got punished, or, you know, kicked. I, I kind of thought that, too, a little bit. Yeah, and this is... Correct me if I'm wrong, but he's the first common writer to essentially... How do you put this? Ascend to another plane? Well, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of up for debate with... like Some might say that that sort of happened with Blade to a degree. Not, not quite like this, uh, but he did kind of... He underwent a change that really... Uh, it changed who he was at the end of his TV show, anyway. And then the movie took a, a slightly different route. But yeah, the the whole uh, aspect of their kind of not of the show not really having a villain in in the traditional sense of like the big bad that you fight all the way through all the the generals and stuff to get up to. It, I was really surprised by kind of how uh, this one went in terms of who was who was in the big final battle. But I'll, I'll get to that in a bit. But um, any other thoughts you had on it? Um. No, I mean overall I enjoy it. It's it's not one of my favorite. It's I don't think it's in my top three. Okay. But I still enjoyed it a lot. I really dug the ride it took me on. I am disappointed that uh, Oren didn't get more time in the spotlight. <laughs> I didn't get enough Bravo action. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I, I enjoyed it. I had a lot of fun. I'd recommend it to people. Uh, not as their first common rider show. I recommend no. Alright. Just just out of interest, what are your top three? Uh O's double uh and then sort of up in the air at the moment, but I'd have to go with Common Rider the original. Wow, okay. Nice. Cool. And how about you, Mr. Craig? Well, I, I really enjoyed it. I, I was enjoying it from the first few episodes, but I think, I, I guess I thought in the first couple, I was like, oh, okay, they're embracing just how silly this whole thing is. They're just going to go balls to the wall silly with it. Of course, that would be the exact opposite of what they did. Um, although it is interesting, yesterday I watched the first five again, just to sort of refresh my... I was going to watch as many as I could had time for. I got through the first five, and it and it really is quite... Mind-blowing to think of where we start off with Kota, you know, trying to do the jobs, wearing his rider armor and yeah. practicing his henchin in his room to then end up in the 
the place we ended up. Right. Although there are some, like, there's, like, little hints at things to come, which I think are kind of cool. Yeah, definitely. But it is actually, I think it is in my top three. I, uh, which for me is, is, uh, double Agito and then this one. Because I, I just, I loved it. I, I was thoroughly hooked from start to finish. There was never a week that went by where I was like, eh, I'll just watch it later. It was always, you know, you every week. You are a liar, to... sir. Well, I watched it every week. Soccer. Except that you're right. Okay, there was a week <laughs> that went by. You know, I still haven't made it through that entire episode. I got halfway through uh-huh. and was like, fuck this. All right, so, okay, I, you, you're correct. You know what it was? I think I'd blocked it from my memory. I think I'd, like, I'd tuned it out. Pretended I don't know why it wasn't that bad. I just, I think, it, it, well, this is, well, let's come back to that. I'll tell you what, remind me, we'll come back to that. <laughs> yep. But, um, yeah, no, overall, I did enjoy it. I, I think it was, I liked where all the characters ended up. Uh, I liked that they didn't do any significant death reversals. They they were more or less the characters that you were sure were dead, which is essentially Kaito and, to an extent, Mai, are dead. I mean, they've both seemingly sort of reincarnated-ish, kind of. But in terms of, you know, just being around day-to-day, they're, they're both gone. Yeah. I'm sure that their parents, wherever they are, are very upset. <laughs> Not that we ever see them, but... Yeah. I, I don't know. They did reverse a couple of deaths. They did. Uh, well, yeah, Zange- Takatora Zang- is the big one. Well, yeah, but he... Well, I mean, he I was mean, never actually dead. I mean, we argued with dead. you for a long time that he was dead. <laughs> That's true. No, I, you know what? And, and Paul and I... <laughs> Very last minute, they pull him back. I was fully in the camp that he didn't die, but... I was losing hope the longer the series went. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that, wasn't, that wasn't a death reversal in the sense of, like, Philip or any of those other ones. Like, Philip was, was dead, and then he was kind of reconstituted, and... Forza uh, Kengo was brought back by the power of I don't know. You mean like if in the last episode Sid had just shown up and been like, "Hey guys, I survived!" Like, <laughs> yeah, like someone who had cle- very clearly, very obviously died had come back. Yeah. Whereas Takatora, I mean, I genuinely thought he was dead. I, I really, honestly believed it. But um, you know, he, you know, I guess the old "you never saw the body" uh, yeah. argument. But I mean, Kaito. I guess is the really obvious one of the of the series. Kaito is still dead because even even at the end when he reappears in the last episode, it's a bit vague about exactly what that is. Yeah, uh, I I just took it as a ghost sort of thing. You know, it's him. In the yeah, I took it that his spirit was somehow attached to the tree. Yeah, no, that 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 makes a lot of sense. Kaito totally died though. Died and became. A space he, god. He, no, no. Even before that, <laughs> he died. He got gutted. Well, that's right. No, he did. Yeah. yeah. Well, that that to me that was the uh, the Kamarada Black uh, uh, illusion that they had to do because that a similar thing happens to him. He dies and and gets better. Is there a lot of feathers? Well, um, no, not as many feathers. To, happens to Cougar at least once and possibly twice. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, okay, so what did you think of like the ending in general, like the last? two episodes let's say or last two or three uh i really enjoyed them i i was worried that this the last one especially would feel um tacked on yeah inconsequential yeah inconsequential that, that's a better word for it yeah but I, I didn't feel that way at all uh i i i thought it was a really good 
end cap. It, it didn't feel tacked on. It felt like a progression of the story. I feel like, you know, if we never see these guys again, I mean, we won't, obviously, there's a movie coming, but if we never saw them again, I'd feel, like, quite happy that their story was told properly. Mm. But at the same time, I feel like we're open to more stories being told. And uh, and I think that's a really good way to leave the series off. Okay. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I, I, I'm okay with Kota being a space god, despite the fact that that was a terrible, <laughs> terrible blonde wig. The wig was pretty funny. It was a, it was a bad <laughs> wig. I did like the armor, though. I liked the armor, too. It was... Did you notice it was, what it was? It's a I modification was, of his uh, final suit, right? And... They just changed out the chest piece. It was the final suit with the chest piece off the, off the orange arms, wasn't it? But oh, it was one. off of uh, Kurokage, I think. The pinecone guy. Oh, was it really? Yeah, oh. I believe so. Because uh, it has so that Kurokage sort of... is the most powerful right? Up-down pattern. Yeah. <laughs> see. Secretly. The... He was the one that uh, existed the most, I guess you could say, because there were yeah. so many of them. Okay, well, uh, as for me, uh, I really enjoyed this show a lot. It was a very different show, but it was also a very oddly familiar show to me. Um, because the main writer, again, Urobuchi, is very clearly a Kamen Rider fan. Now, you might not always agree with sort of uh, his views on Kamen Rider, and I know that this was a very divisive series for some people. Like, some people loved this show, some people hated it. Isn't that true of almost all of them? It is true of yeah. almost all of them. I, I think with this one, though, I, I don't know, it feels like it, it was a lot more right from the get-go, you know, where, like, every other show, at least from my memory, it always kind of has a period where, like, it feels like everybody loves it. And then, over the course, uh, things start to change. Or maybe, like, even after the show is done. Like, I, I remember Wizard, you know, now is uh, not thought of very highly by many, but... I think when it first started, it was a different case. I remember a lot of people being sort of all, you know, they were over Forze, and they're like, I can't wait for this. This is, you know, a return to darkness, and, and then we got a satanic <laughs> ritual in episode one and all that. And <laughs> it didn't quite work out that way, but I still dug that show, but I dug Forze too. And, and that's kind of, that's why with this one, it's sort of hard for me when it comes to the whole, like, ranking thing and, and stuff like that, because I liked the last show too, and I enjoyed this one for different reasons, but at the end of the day, like where does it fall in the in the pantheon? I don't really know. I certainly I like it enough that I've, I've been buying the Blu-rays and everything, and I spent God knows how much money on the merchandise. So, you know, clearly it it resonated with me on some level. I, I guess just like overall, I I just found it a really enjoyable show to watch. Like I'll give it this that probably for the first time since really decade uh this is one where like it kind of felt like event television for me where uh-huh, you know like i had to see the next episode uh and and with the ones in the last couple of years i mean i always dig them but it's i'm okay with like letting a few episodes build up and then watching you know at a bunch of time or whatever like i, I do that with o's and o's is my favorite heisei rider series but i would you know i could let a few episodes go by and then just watch them in a bunch uh, whereas this one, like I felt like I had to see every episode as it came out, and if I missed it, I would try to get it like within the same day, you know, as, as soon as it popped up online somewhere. I um, I feel like this one felt like certainly of the ones that I've seen, felt like it had the tightest kind of plotting. 
Like, yeah. it felt like they, he knew where he was going right from the start. And the diversions, which, I, I mean, I think the three big sort of diversions are the Tokyuja episodes, the soccer episode, and the, uh, uh, what's the robot? Kikaider. Uh, Kikaider episode. Yeah. Um, those are the ones that felt the most sort of foisted upon him. Yeah, and I know uh, he didn't, the main guy didn't write those ones. And I don't know. I'm I'm kind of on two minds of the, on the uh, the fill in episodes or whatever you want to call them, because I think they do interrupt the flow. I mean, they just come right the heck out of nowhere. Especially the soccer one. Especially the soccer one. Yeah, that, that's like because that's right after Takatora's death. Yes, yeah, Takatora's death, uh, and and Kota runs into a a movie promotion. And, and then leaves yeah. it at the end. Um, although I did like how they kind of tied it back in the last episode by yeah, again sure. bringing in the movie stuff. And and maybe, I don't know, I, I think uh, maybe once the movie's out and you revisit that episode and the ending, things might make a little bit more sense. They might not be better, but you might <laughs> at least sort of get what they were going for with them. But I kind of like those episodes because to me, they were sort of the moments of levity in this show because it was so intense week after week. Like the show went into crisis mode, as I call it, uh, somewhere around, I think, the 20s. I mean, it was it was pretty intense up until then. But there was just this point where like the show, it, it felt like the world could end every episode almost, especially when it, it basically did. Yeah. But I don't know. I just I kind of liked how occasionally we would have these little breaks just to like lighten the mood a little bit because the rest of the time it's so heavy duty. I mean even even when you have little comedy bits with Bravo and uh Gridden and, and such like that, I don't know. It was just it was a really intense heavy duty show I found. Uh just in a way more so than, than most other rider shows. I mean towards the end they always get pretty intense. Like honestly, you know, near the end of it, Wizard I think was on the level of, of the stuff that Gaim was doing. It's just that Gaim was doing it like the whole show almost, you know? Yeah. I was going to say that, uh, I can't remember, I, I was just trying to find the post where I read it, but that, you know, when you think about it, the last half of the season, or whenever whenever Zawame City was abandoned, yeah, from that time to the end is only a few days. Right. Like, in real time, it's like three, four days. It's not that long. Yeah. That's really weird to think about, considering everything that happens. I know, I know. I love, uh, I was trying to think about that, like, how long does it take some of these things to go by? Like, Agito, I remember, was one where, because so many episodes would bleed into the next, like, even if a a storyline would be finished, they'd still have something that continues into next week. And if you really stop and think about, like, when do these people ever catch a break? You know, when when is there any downtime between episodes and stuff like that and it wasn't like you know double and o's you'd often cut back to them and they'd be you know just starting their day or they'd be starting to do something and you got the impression that time was going forwards between the episodes right that yeah that is one way where this show i think was really different in that how it was so serialized like the way they the way they usually have have done them for the last couple of years i mean actually all the way back since kuga is they tend to work on this two episode format and some shows are, are more strict about it than others uh like i mentioned agito is one where it, it was a little bit less so but even then you'd still you can kind of if you look at it on like a script level 
like episodes one and two, episodes three and four, they have the same you know writer, the same director. They're they're produced at the same time, and they usually kind of have a story between them that's specific to those episodes, and it might bleed over into the next one, uh, or it might not. You know, it's been kind of up and down, but this was the first one to me where it really was all over the place. Like episode three is is Baron's introduction. But like episodes three and four, they're not really all about Baron in the same way that in an earlier show, when a new writer comes in, he gets like two episodes that are all about his introduction. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so just like the way stuff happened and, and how it happened and how the story was told, it was really, really interesting to watch. Now, as far as the what we said earlier about like there, there's no final villain, not in the, in the traditional sense, I never would have guessed that Kaito was going to be the character that he was at the end. I mean, basically, he is the final battle for Kota, you know, outside of the wrap-up one. It makes a lot of sense, because it was... That's the very first thing we see in the show, uh, is that, you know, this battle between Gaim and Baron, leading these armies and everything. But I don't know, I just... I guess the way the show had gone, uh, I never would have guessed that's how it all would have gone down. And ultimately, the DJ Sagara character is one of the things about the show where I'm not going to say I disliked it, but I'm still kind of not sure how to feel about it. Because I was thinking about this the other day, about how he is, in this show, he is the sort of the mysterious kind of chess master manipulator character, which uh, we've had in a bunch of shows now. Like for the last couple of years, there's always somebody kind of like that, like Shroud or Tachibana in Forze or uh, White Wizard. And I think I I probably went in expecting him to be a little bit more like them and not so much the character that he turned out to be, where when he kind of just walks off at the end, he's like, I'm going to go do this somewhere else. My feeling was like, gee, that's a really, it it feels very strange for a common writer show to do that. Yeah. Because usually... Kamen Rider is all kind of a... It's always had this, like, since the very beginning, it's had this kind of anti-authority streak to it. And that the villains represent this great dominating power, and they're all about control and things like that. They want to take over the world or manipulate the world through fear or whatever. And the riders are always kind of breaking cycles and, and changing things, and, and they're kind of anarchists in a, in a weird sort of way. So it was sort of strange to have this ending where Gaim or Kota, he basically kind of does exactly what he's supposed to do, like what DJ Sagara wanted him to do. He does it slightly differently, where I, I like that whole thing where he's like, well, I'm going to send all this stuff to another planet and you know, change things there and everything. But uh, I don't know, it just it was not what I was expecting and I'm still kind of trying to think about it. I mean, I guess it's just going to be one of those things where like it it makes a lot of sense for the series, for Gaim. Maybe not as much for Common Rider, but you know that's just how it is. Every show's going to do something different, and uh, I don't know. I'm still kind of thinking about that one. Was there ever an explanation for why they armored riders and not common riders? I don't think so. <laughs> I think that was just sort of the thing that they did. Uh, not that I remember, anyway. It, it might have been explained i i feel like it was just sort of a a choice of the you know a creative choice it's like how in i think it was kabuto where they always called them 
they called them Kamen Riders, but they always referred to the system as the Mast Rider system, like with the English mm-hmm. word and everything. I, I, I guess it's just something like that. I wondered if it was because they didn't want all of them to be, uh, like all of them to be identified as, as Kamen Riders. Like they wanted the, the group of them, they are Mast Riders or Beat Riders. And then Kota goes on to be the Kamen Rider of the series. Yeah, that makes sense. Because that's, again, that's kind of a, a Kamen Rider Black thing, where him and Shadow... Kamen Rider Black, his original name is Black Sun, and he is the, the antithesis or the opposite of Shadow Moon. And when he calls himself Kamen Rider uh. Black, that's this kind of act of defiance, where he's like, I'm not going to be this anymore, I'm going to be a hero, and, and I'm going to fight you guys. And I kind of wonder if it was something like that, almost. Yeah, um, I, w- I wanted to go back to sort of something that Nick said before where he said that the ending didn't feel like a Kamen Rider show, and you, and you just said something similar. Yeah. But I, I thought you, and maybe I'm, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought the other day I remembered right after the episode aired, I said, what did you think? And you said it was good, it felt like a Kamen Rider ending. Yes. It felt like the ending <laughs> become a more Kamen Rider ending, and I'm like... That seems to be the opposite of what you okay. were saying, so I'm a bit confused. All right, what I, what I was talking about was basically episode 46, and then episode 47 is what kind of turned me around on the whole thing. Right. You know, my general feeling was, like, up to episode 46, I liked it. Uh, you know, I, I enjoyed the episode. My favorite part was probably the beginning and the end. Like, I liked the big fight, and I liked the scene with Michi and Takatora in the hospital. If it had ended there... Where, uh, like, all week long, in the week before the final episode aired, I saw a lot of people saying that that episode had been the final episode. They were like, oh, the next one is just going to be a, a wrap-up or a epilogue kind of thing. And I was like, okay, you know, but they did call it the final episode, like, in the trailer. Like, Deneb himself is like, this is the final episode. Um, not actually Deneb, but the guy who plays him. <laughs> so, I was, you know, my, my thinking was, well... That is the final episode, because to me, like, the Kamen Rider finales, a lot of times, ironically, are some of my favorite episodes. Like, even, even you know, my favorite episode of all is the last episode of the original series, which seems kind of weird, because it's like, yeah, the episode where the show ends is, is your favorite, but it is, because everything just clicks to me. And that's that's how it is with a lot of them. Like, uh, Double, I love the last episode. Like, uh, take it on its own. Now, I did, kind of, I did watch it in a weird sort of way where I think I watched it almost the way it was, it, it was in the story as opposed to how it aired. I mean, because it aired the week after 48 on TV. But Double ended right around the time I was leaving Japan. Uh, the last time I lived here, like a couple years ago. So I remember seeing episode 48, I think, on in the hotel room at like the airport because I was, I was going to fly out the next day or maybe later that day. I can't remember now. And so I didn't get around to watching 49 until uh, at least a couple weeks later. And because that passage of time, I really I really dug it. Yeah. I gotta say, I've always I've always liked the... the ending of double but I, I remember you saying to me once that you thought that um if they'd made it into like if that had been the next movie or like the yeah. double movie or something it would have been good because you would have had time to miss i Phillip. think yeah i think that would have helped certainly because i've always yeah. thought that i i like the episode before where that scene with philip 
when he you know basically dies or disappears. I like that, but I do think that if you have the space in between it, it does make it a little bit more powerful. It's like that's why I think the last episode of O's is so great because yeah. you do have you had that you know several months long gap before Megamax came out, and and for most of us. Because uh, that's one I didn't see in the theaters. I didn't see it until everybody else did when it came out the following year. So it really felt like a long overdue reunion sort of thing. But yeah, I, I tend to really like the last episodes a lot. So to me, they're, it's always kind of important. Like even if they're, you know, even if there's a time jump or, or they're not the, like the main kind of final battle story has ended the week before, what happens in the final episode is still really important, I think. And so for this one, it just, it, it really kind of, uh, this was like, it's hard to describe it because, because I get what people mean by like 46 is the end of the Kota Kaito story that's been going yeah. since the very beginning. And, and this, this one is almost really more of like a Michi Takatora episode, mm. uh, with everybody else kind of showing up too. I, I think it's a really good episode for, uh, Jonichi or a grid in like he kind of yeah. needed this you know he needed to have that that resolution with him and hase from way back when and then you know coach shows up almost in kind of like a cameo role and he shows up not so much to save the day but to sort of guide michi in saving the day and sort of put him back yeah. on the right path to to becoming a hero and everything because he very specifically doesn't use his godlike powers yeah. He turns into a into his rider form. Even then is largely just assisting Michi. Yeah. He's not really doing any uh anything himself. Well not not anything himself. He's not doing anything solo himself. Well yeah, given that he can alter reality, I imagine turning into a common rider is sort of a downgrade for him. <laughs> right. But I think he did that very specifically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. But yeah, I, the last episode, I mean, to me, that really did feel like a sort of a traditional Kamen Rider ending. And I think probably it helped me enjoy the second to last episode even more. Like it kind of, you know, now I look back on it, I'm like, okay, I see what they're going for there. Because it's weird how even though the show was called Kamen Rider Gaim and, and Kota is the hero, ever since the beginning, because he's been there ever since the beginning, this has really been... Uh, Michi's story as well. I mean, it's been a lot of people's stories, but I would say he's up there in the top three. Well, let me ask you this. Given how it ended and what you're just saying, do you think that Michi was, in, in essence, the second writer? Ooh, that's tough. Because Baron Baron almost felt like his own writer in another show. Well, not in another show, but he didn't feel like a second writer to Kota. He just no. felt like another writer. Whereas yeah. Michi was always kind, was sort of like the second writer who went bad and then has his redemption at the end. Yeah. So I, I hadn't really thought about it before right now, but now that I do, I, I think you could argue that he's the second writer of the show. I think you could too. I mean, certainly from like a, a marketing standpoint and a, if you look who's most important in the opening credits, it, it's Baron. You know, he's always sort of shown to be Kota's or, or Gaim's opposite in a lot of ways. Mm. But then again, so is, is Zangetsu to an extent. I mean, he appears in scenes without anybody else. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's a really good point, I think, is that you can kind of look at Ryugen as being the, the secondary rider now. 
Well, now he's the primary rider. Right, yeah. He, now he is. He's the only rider. He is the yeah. only rider. Actually, that's something too. I, I think I, I know I asked Paul this before, uh, before, but Nick, did you expect Coda to give them their belts back somehow? I was expecting that. Yeah, like they, that he'd somehow and be I'm like, sort of you glad know. They didn't. Yeah, yeah, I'm torn on it. I, I think from a story point of view, I'm glad he didn't. From a personal, I like all the writers point of view, I kind of wish he had, so that they would come back. But thematically, yeah, it was probably better that they didn't. Yeah. This is true. I, this I think it's true. God. He can give them belts whenever he wants. Yeah, the team is now going to be the uh, one guy who's been a writer, like, presumably without anyone, any help for a while now. Uh, his older brother, who I guess will come back somehow and get a belt. Uh, a god and a ghost. I think, uh, yeah, that'll probably be something they do in the movie, maybe. It's going to be really interesting to see how they handle these guys in the movie, because, as we've been saying, Kota, being a space god now, I can't I can't really see him getting down with, uh, with Drive and being like, yep, let's do the usual team-up thing, because uh, he, he's on a whole other level now. So, I don't know. I'm really excited ah, to see. Ah, but you see, they've cleverly set up that... It's there's multiple alternate realities. Yeah. So they can just pull a Kota from any other reality. Yeah, I don't know, because I mean, when it comes to the movie wars, they usually want to try to tie it in to the show. Like they they've always well, except for movie. Well, I, I don't know. It, it's like maybe the guy, the current guy, it's always kind of iffy. But with last year's guy, uh, you know, like Wizards part in, in the last movie war was a sequel to his show and Forzays was a sequel to his show O's was in Mega Max was definitely a sequel and and Doubles in uh, Movie Core what was Forzays? Forzays the teacher yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, I don't know I mean you know they could break that tradition but we'll see it's going to be really interesting and that'll be coming out in December uh, featuring the new Rider Drive who we should probably move on to Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So, um, drive. Well, actually, you know, one, can I make one final point before we jump into drive real quick? Oh, sure, sure. And that is that, uh, and I, I think we've said this on air before, before, I don't remember. We'll certainly be saying it on air, or I'll be saying it on HGU. We had a conversation, you and me and Nick, before all this started, Before, and we were joking about how to make this show, like, awesome, they would make it super dark. This real grim and gritty, and people would die left, right, and center. Da da da. And we were like, <laughs> the Fruit Rider show is super dark. Yeah, that's exactly what we got. <laughs> I mean, not super dark, but I think darker than any of us were expecting. So, as we go into talking about Drive, I think it's important to know that uh, expectations can be um, can be altered. Yes, indeed, and. Uh... If nothing else, I, I think one thing Gaim has kind of taught me is that be ready for anything and, and be willing to accept anything. Because mm-hmm. I never would have thought that the show about the guy who has an orange drop on his head and he fights a banana guy and changes into pineapple mode. And, you know, there, there's a melon guy who's like the deadliest fighter of all and, and, and a durian guy who's deadly too. Yeah, and there's there's pine cone guys and acorn guys. You know, I never expected that to turn out the way it did. So when it comes to drive, I mean, there's a lot of stuff where I'm kind of not sure about this, but I'm willing to give it a chance because uh, look how the last show turned out. 
Well, I mean, and and to jump into Drive, let's, I mean, let's start with the crew because this has some big variety term in writer terms um, names behind it that that I think got a lot of people excited. Yes, the main writers Riku Sanjo and uh, Keiji Hasegawa, who both worked previously on Kamen Rider Double, as well as Kamen Rider Forze, and the uh, at least one of the producers is Takahito Omori, who was a producer on Kyoryuger, which is the series that Riku Sanjo wrote almost entirely, I believe, or I think entirely. He wrote it all himself. Like there was no fill-in episodes. Uh, but he he cool. was the main yeah he was the main writer on that, so uh, that's interesting and it's got a lot of people already sort of predicting that this show might be double 2.0, possibly cure Ruger with cars. Um, I don't know exactly. <laughs> it's too early to say. I will say, as far as uh, you know, connections to double go. I think for me, a lot of what made double what it was. And what made Forze what it was, uh, was the producer on those shows, um, who's not this guy. Hmm. And uh, I think if anything, at least in terms of of tone or style or things like that, you probably want to look to Kyoryuger, because this is that team, in the sense of at least a producer-writer team. The main director... Kind of hard to tell with directors because, uh, like, there's usually kind of a chief one, and in this case, I think it's uh, Ryuta Tasaki who has been around uh, for a long time. Like, he's been doing riders since uh, at least Agito, if not earlier. Yeah, and and Sentai and stuff like that. Like, he's a, he's a veteran, so I don't know. It, it's really going to be interesting to see how this one turns out. But I, certainly from the trailers and everything i've seen so far the toys and all that i do kind of get a a slight double vibe in you know not just the sort of the the crime solving aspect of it but also a little bit some of the music like the musical cues that the belts use and everything yeah i've actually i've thought that about the music too that it had a kind of double vibe to it yeah there's also this little hangar area that we've seen now that gives me a big oh that's true yes that's right yeah i hadn't thought of that but you're right He's got a, a base. He's got a kind of a crew of of eccentric characters, but yeah, it's uh, it's looking really interesting so far. I guess we'll start with uh, Drive himself and the suit, which I've really it's really grown on me like super fast. Like I'm I'm pumped to see this thing in action now. Well, it is type speed, so yes, you. <laughs> that one was for you, Albie. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's really cool. I like the helmet a lot. Where if you get a chance to look at sort of the close-up, uh, high-quality pics, like just the detailing on sort of all the tubes on the mouth and everything, the, the faceplate, really, really yeah. cool. I like how he's got these two that they actually have sort of this coloration, like a slight sort of bluish, almost bluish into kind of purple tint on them, which looks a lot like like tailpipes on um like a motorcycle or, or on a car oh, yeah, yeah, it, you know you see what i mean um you know the headlights on the eyes and everything I, I don't know it's it's really uh it's it's looking pretty cool and somehow they managed to make guy wearing a tire look pretty uh intimidating actually now we'll have to see how uh 
how it is in action and how the the tire plays out. But from the short clips, it's it's I don't know, it's looking pretty cool to me. Well, they did it with fruit. I'm sure they can do it with cars. Yeah. That's right, the car thing. Now, uh, the producer has said, he, he has an actual quote saying that this rider will not drive a motorcycle. He's only going to be in a car. I wonder if that's going to stick. And uh, I think it'll have a lot to do with how well the show is. I think if if this show is in any sign of trouble, uh, like the toys don't sell or whatever, I think that'll probably be one of the first things to change. Because I could see them just panicking and being like, people don't think this is Common Rider anymore. Uh, although they, I do feel like they're going out of their way to really sort of remind you that it is Common Rider. He just happens to drive a car this time. The, um, I think he's going to get a car at some point regardless. A motorcycle? I think, it, I think, sorry, yeah, bike at some point regardless. I think by the time we get to the second movie. I reckon he'll, have, he'll get something that'll somehow turn... Because we know that the car has like various modes... Or at least the toy has various modes. I bet you that somehow he gets a bike mode out of the car. Mm, yeah, possibly. It's got some extra I think wheels. They're going to run into a whole bunch of issues. I mean, they've gone from filming motorcycle stunts for the last however many decades now to filming car stunts, which is an entirely different thing. You need different drivers. Yeah. And, and then there's going to be the issues if you have big group movies. Like, if you get all the common Riders together and they're all on their bikes, what is he going to be in? <laughs> Although they haven't actually done that. Yeah, that's true. That's the one area they kind of haven't quite touched on, is everybody drives up for the big group shot. And Which I, would I th- be awesome. They, oh, it would. That, that would be the dream come true. But I think part of the reason is they would have to remake a couple of bikes, because I don't think they have all the classic rider bikes i uh, think what you're both forgetting is that they have done this before and they formed a big number 40 in the sky remember well that, yeah no that's of. that's true but that was all you know with cgi and, and yeah, no but, uh, but that's what i'm that. saying like you can't have a big bike group shot if driver's in his car if they if they did that same 40 thing like the the car would have just been in the middle or something yeah the car is an ex. The car is an exclamation point behind a whole bunch of dying bikes. Like, <laughs> nah, I'm, I'm calling it now. He gets a car. It's a drip, a bike at some point. Uh it it might happen. I mean, it's hard to say, but uh, there is going to be a guy who will drive a bike, and that is the rival character that they're uh, promoting right now, Machine Chaser, who uh, he's going to have his own. Part of the toy line, anyway. Like he, they're pushing him the way they would push a rider, basically. Now, uh, you guys have seen him, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. What do you think? That is a complicated design. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I've got a theory about it. I think that somehow he is, he is being forced, or for whatever reason, he's being forced to act against his will, and the suit is like, like covered up or being like subdued somehow or something and he'll eventually he'll get free of it and cast it off like like um, okay because if you look at the mask you look you can see there's like one rider eye and there's another rider eye but it's hidden beneath a bunch of stuff and there's like a all these things and stuff looks bolted on top of yep like a costume so i think that that's something that's like keeping him in line and eventually he'll get like released and join the good guys and that's why they're plugging him early on Okay, it's possible. I know that um, 
the first thing he reminded me of was some of the uh, Dopants from the double movie. If you remember, I think it was uh, Cyclone, the one that uh, Professor Cranberry turned into, had had the same sort of thing where it had like the kind of the rider style eye on one side. And mm. somebody else said that too. It's skipping my mind at the moment, but um, I, I don't know. Uh, I I saw him and like immediately I was like, I really kind of dig this because it's such a for a um a guy that you're gonna you know merchandise the heck out of and and give him his own kind of gimmick toy and everything. It's a really unconventional design because it's so much more kind of in the vein of like Monster of the Week almost. Like he's got this really kind of demented almost kind of like borgish look to him and uh i really like him so far like i'm I'm really excited to see this guy in action and his, his human persona looks pretty cool he is going to have a kind of his own transformation thing which does make me wonder like I, I i do feel like you know there might be something to what you're saying craig where he's like been covered over by this kind of armor uh and he'll he'll burst out eventually and, and become a good guy and everything and, and that would make a lot of sense they are describing him in the uh, promotional material on the website and all that, as he is—he's basically like a, a kind of a hitman killer type character. It'd be really interesting to see how they—they they try to, you know, turn him good if he's like running around killing people or or taking them out or whatever. It, it might not be permanent, but <laughs> I wonder if he's um, another idea is that maybe he's like undercover or you know, he's actually an undercover cop or something the whole time or. Yeah. I, I just think I think there'll be some sort of twist with him. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Be a good guy. I think so too. I'd, I'd be really surprised if they, although it, if they actually did try to do that, uh, where he is, he's a, just a straight up bad guy, but they're gonna try to treat him the way you would, uh, you know, like he's he's a writer and everything but name, but he's evil. That'd be pretty cool, because I don't think they've really done that in modern Rider anyway. Like, that right away kind of reminds me of Apollo just, Geist. As I said, not straight up evil, but the end was kind of villainous for a long time. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the thing is, though, he's still, a, he's still a Rider. Like, that's sort of been the way they, they do it for a long time, is that you can have these characters, uh, these, you know, badass rival characters, but they still make him a Rider, you know, which is fine. But I think it's kind of interesting to take the approach where they're not calling him Kamen Rider. He's his own sort of thing. And he's he's not even quite... I mean, I guess he's allied with the villains, but he's not... They're not calling him a Roy Mute or whatever they are. He's got his own moniker and everything like that. We could call him a metal hero. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just... I'm really intrigued by this guy a lot. Like, I, I, I'd be pretty happy if they actually did try to because because that's what i've always wanted them to sort of do is is create this spin-off sort of type villain where because especially in in the last couple of years with the shows like uh double and and forza they really tried to get back to the idea of common rider is a nickname or a, a code name or whatever you will for the heroes guy kind of threw that out the window but you know maybe with this one they're trying to return <laughs> to that idea where you know, we'll have Comrade Drive, and then we have this guy, and he's well, kind of his own thing. And to go back to what we were talking about, about the creative team, Double and Forze both had that real Kamen Rider was an important name yeah. element to it. That was something that was common to both of those shows. Yes. Uh, Paul. Yeah. 
Apparently this guy is a direct reference to Armored Captain Gate Zone from Black RX. I saw that. Maybe. I I feel like it might be a sort of a similar character thing. I haven't seen anything saying, like, yeah, he definitely is. But uh, I could see that. Because that, he oh. was a similar kind of character. He was this armored guy, had a motorcycle. Um, he was sort of one of the, the main villain generals, which I, I guess this guy will be too. But, Gate uh, Zone. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a cool suit. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, that was a case where the guy, he, he was just a straight-up bad guy. Like, uh, And if they're, if they're taking that approach with this guy, that might be kind of interesting. But uh, we'll have to see. But him and, and the other villains they've shown off... The, uh, I keep forgetting the name of them. It's Roy Mudes. Apparently they're going to be androids, or they're, they're sort of artificially created, artificial intelligence, something like that. Uh, which is pretty cool, because that's different. They're uh-huh. still, they're still doing the kind of the villain race thing that they've been doing for a long time. But it's a different approach. It's a, it's a little less, it, it, it feels like they're kind of going for more of a sci-fi angle with the show. I say that now, that'll probably change, and they'll be searching for the magic car or something like that, or the the, you know, <laughs> the wheel of destiny or something. But I don't know. Right, right now, right now, it all feels very, you know, like we've got the police, and there's a scientist guy who makes all this stuff, and they're fighting these artificially created beings that are sort of trying to become human. And I don't know. It, it's it's pretty cool. It's it's very they, different. They announced too that. Um... Every episode is essentially standalone. That each case would be over that week. Okay. That's... I don't remember where I saw that, but um, yeah, apparently, so each episode is going to essentially be its own thing. Wow. All right. That that'll be interesting to see. I certainly believe. Um, now you watched more Kyoruja than I did, but that had a lot of single part episodes, right? Uh, from memory, most of them were, Nick? Yeah, almost all of them, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, they did have a big ongoing story, of course, and sure. all that, but it managed to do a lot of sort of done-in-ones, which is something that Ryder well, has not Sen- done. Sentai does that a lot more, though. Yeah, it does, it does. And, and Ryder because... used to be more of that style. Right, yeah. But, uh, like I said earlier, you know, ever, ever since Kuga, they've really kind of done this split everything up in half, and played around with it i mean it's never always the same but uh, certainly the last time i remember they're just being like this is one episode and start to finish the story begins and ends here was you know they did it a few times in wizard and and actually they kind of did it in gaim with the the fill-in episodes like with kaider you know I mean, he shows up at the end of the one before that but that is sort of its own little episode you can watch that and be like there's the kaider story so if they do that with this show that'll be really interesting to see how they how they handle it because uh it, it could be really cool i you know i'm i am just uh i am open to anything at this point <laughs> yeah i'm uh i'm definitely looking forward did you notice in uh in some of the pictures that the girl has a belt with a bunch of the cars on it yes so i guess like she carries extra ones for him so he can swap them around yeah because uh they've got the holder and that fits three and um i guess he'll have to ha- always have uh, space free on the bracelet. Uh, so yeah, well, she imagine, must carry the extra ones. So there'd be one on the bracelet, three on his belt, so he's got four swaps at any given point. Yeah. 
because uh, those are the, the the four coming out first. I think the uh, Type Speed, Max Flare, Funky Spike, and the Shadow one that I forget the name of the purple one. Although we've already seen off a uh, we've seen a couple more uh, have been shown off already, mm. including Massive Monster. Yeah, Massive Monster where he has these giant monster claw things. A slot machine one that apparently is going to make him get like three tires so his body will get all messed up. <laughs> okay. Um, a, a and they'll shield only use one. in two episodes because it costs too much to show. Yeah, a, a yeah. shield one, uh, like a kind of, a, I'm not sure what it's supposed to look like exactly. It looks like the grill of a car, but it turns into like a big claw thing. I'm not entirely sure yet. Uh, he's going to have a cement mixer one that shoots like cement bullets. Yep, the spin mixer. Yes. Uh, and then there's the, one that, uh, that lets him create like uh, portals or something so you can like punch people through dimensional <laughs> vortexes or something like that. Midnight Shadow is the name of That's that. That's the one, yeah, Midnight Shadow. Now, mentioning those first four, uh, right now, my feeling is if I start collecting the toys for this one, as I want to do, I'm probably going to get the four car like the first four cars they showed off because two of them come with the belt one of them comes with the holder and midnight shadow i think the deluxe one is coming with the trideron toy but it'll come out in candy toy and gashapon form and all that and i don't know my feeling right now and this could change is i'd be happy with those because they kind of feel like those will be the four main ones if you will Almost in the way that, like, with Forze, you know, he had 40 switches, but there's the four that are kind of like the big ones, which is the first four, because he always had them in the belt at the beginning. Hmm. Um, that's that's my feeling. That may very well change. Uh, we should say that at the time of recording this, a video of the belt has just come out, uh, the deluxe henchin belt, which is in stores this weekend. And it looks pretty cool. It's got a lot of LEDs, a lot of sounds. Uh, we get to see how the whole gimmick works where you put the shift cars into the bracelet. And I guess there's some kind yeah. of uh, laser or something on the bracelet that connects to something on the belt itself. Because it looks like you kind of have to hold it very close for it to work. It's, um, it, it's funny because I watched that and then I watched one of the ads, which I'm just trying to find again now, where they demonstrated it. Yeah. And it seemed like in the ad... Because one of the things I noticed when we were looking at the toy was the car sticks right up. Right. And I thought that looked a little bit kind of weird. Yeah. Like when it's transformed. But in the ad, they seem to shift it up and then back into like lying down position. Yeah. And uh, and the, that's how they... That looks a lot better. So I'm now wondering if which way it actually goes. There is some sort of thing where uh, yeah, you plug it in and like turn it up and turn a part around. And I think it was Vangelis who actually mentioned uh, on the last HJU radio that it looks like a, a gear shift or something like that, I believe. Yeah, hang on. Have you seen... You probably have seen this, but this is the ad that I was talking about. Oh, yeah, the uh, the commercials. Yeah. Yep. Well, you can see it like, yeah, it like shifts up and then back like a gear shift. Yeah. Rather than just, like, locking in and sitting up. Which I think is better. Like, I think it's better that it lies back down. Otherwise, it's sticking straight up, which looks a little bit weird. Right. Although, he was... When he was doing it in that demo video, he was kind of just tapping the car forward. So, I wonder if 
he was just sort of cheating just to get the last part of the effect. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it was just a video showing off all the features and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It looks pretty cool. I can't wait to get one myself and and see how it works. Uh, I think I'm definitely down for the belt, at least. I I can't wait to see him henching. I want to see him transform. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, The transformation, that's a... They really have been kind of keeping that secret, at least with Gaim. And I kind of feel like they, they have for the last couple of years. At least I don't remember seeing it. Since I've been watching, uh, you didn't see the transformation until the episode. Okay. Like, I, I didn't see Forze's Wizards, Gimes, uh, until the episode, actually, like, the first episode we see Transform. Yeah. Because it's one of the first things I, you know, when the, the clips start coming out, the two things that I want to see are the opening titles and the henchin. Right. They're the only things I'll, I'll like, try to grab raw just so I can watch them. Right. Yeah, because I, I remember they made a big point of the one with Gaim, where it was like, you got to watch the premiere to see the full transformation. Like, they they yeah. showed it halfway and then stopped yeah, it. Yeah, and it would stop. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Yep. They showed the, the orange hitting his head, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Al- almost like they're kind of daring you. They're like, you think this looks dumb, but watch <laughs> the show. <laughs> You're in for a surprise. And sure enough, by the end, uh, I got used to it completely, like... It's weird how like I don't even think about it now. You know, I'm like, yeah, of course the giant fruit falls on their heads. I can't wait to see what people are gonna say about Gaim years from now. Like when it's now, you know, as old as like the shows like Fies and, and Blade are now, how are people gonna look back on it? Uh, you know, just just like the people who are like, I'm getting into Common Rider and I'm starting with, you know, this show and, and what old show should I go back and watch? And I don't know about this one, because it's all fruit guys and people will be like, No, watch this show. <laughs> the fruit one is the most badass of all yeah it's really dark that fruit one but uh yeah the the drive commercials it's really funny how on the day that the gaim finale aired like as soon as the episode was over there was something like i don't know four or five drive ads in a row which they then they then repeated and they had the trailer for the next episode and it was almost like you know Thanks for watching Gaim for a year, but who cares about that? Because here's Comrade Drive. <laughs> like, it was just immediately uh, this flood of advertisements. But it got me hyped up. Have they shown the gummy fruits for this year? They're in stores. They haven't had the ad yet. Oh, I can't wait for the ad. I hope it's like a big gummy car runs the kid over or something. Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see the ad. But yeah, they're in stores. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff. It's all the kind of usual... You know, none of the toys or anything. It's it's stuff like the toothbrushes and mm. napkins and stuff like I'm that. I'm looking but... forward to petrol flavored gummies, <laughs> rubber yeah. flavor. Yeah, yeah. I, I, are the are the gummies shaped like cars or little tires? I think they're just shaped like drive right now. Uh, there's probably mm. a tire one though, because the tire thing that's a big deal. It seems like like you know what? I, I want Camaro to drive cookies. You know, or donuts. Yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. Donuts. But speaking of merchandise, yes. If they put out a figure arts version of the Trider on, yes. How screwed are you? Totally, oh, man. Totally screwed. Yeah. <laughs> I I actually I actually would get the car. Completely. Really? I like I like the car. I think it looks really cool, and and I. It's just the kind of vehicle that really is right up my alley. It's the kind of stuff I love about G.I. Joe and Star Wars and stuff. 
Like a, a cool articulated figure with a vehicle he can jump right into? Yeah, hell yes. No no question. Paul? Mm. Yeah, I think so. Because uh, I'm pretty much down for everything Ryder these days, figure arts-wise. And like if they do Black RX's car, I'll get that. So I'd have to get drives because uh, it's his vehicle, at least for the moment. <laughs> I, I go a bit back and forth on Black's car. Yeah, it's not... It, it's not as essential because it wasn't his main thing, but I certainly, I probably would just because it'd be like, they're doing it. If it fits two figures, even better. Well, I assume it would. Didn't it have a left and a right side? I think it did. I honestly don't remember. It's been a long time since I've, uh, cause it, it doesn't show up all that much. It's, it's really funny how it is this sort of, uh, you know, like they, they've never felt the need to bring it back. Like not even in the. Is it a separate vehicle? It's not like the it, bike it is. transform. No, it, it is. A, it is a separate thing. But um, I don't know. I should go back and, and watch some episodes with it. I just. I mean, I remember for years, people always kind of like laughed at it because like Common Rider with a car. Pfft. But sure enough, <laughs> look it where is we Kamen are Kamen Rider has a car. He's cool. Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure. I'm sure they'll bring uh, Rider on back now. Like you know, if they in the next superhero tyson or whatever team up movie yeah they'll have to they have to at this point and they could bring back a whole bunch of other heroes that had cars because there used to be a lot more you know not so much these days metal heroes or or even back into like the 70s and stuff like robot detective had a car and another man had a car zubat so you know certainly could happen i think they they got to do the big all heroes drag race car rally movie I don't know. I, I can't wait to see uh, the films that are coming out for the rest of this year, the next year, oh, with this guy. Cannonball Run, but with Common Riders. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. No, it's um, Too Fast, Too Furious, but with... <laughs> you know, Vin Diesel comes in as, like, a character. He can be Master Rider. They had they had to get like the Japanese equivalent of him. They they'd have to get some big you know tough looking guy and be like, yeah, he's our special guest star for this movie. <laughs> he's basically playing Vin Diesel. <laughs> it's uh it's uh the Fast and the Furious, whatever the hell number they're up to, Tokyo Drift Two, Kamen Rider <laughs> Drive. Nice. But uh, that would be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, soon enough, we'll uh, we'll be seeing how it all turns out, because the episode airs Sunday, and should be all over the place within hours after that. I'm sure there'll be screen caps and clips and, and everything, so... Well, you'll, um, you will have seen it. You'll have seen it by the time we're recording HJU. Yes, I purposely... Uh, I'll say this publicly right here. I purposely delayed the next episode of HJU Radio so I could watch Drive live <laughs> and Keith was uh, like, couldn't you record it or something he's like i don't pay for a premium channel yeah no i fee. i pay the license fee so nhk can fund their nonsense because uh, i don't watch a whole lot of tv actually i i watch Rider. I'll, I'll leave the tv on afterwards uh might turn on now and then but that's basically that's why i get tv is to watch Rider. so because because you would too trust me if you were in my situation i totally would <laughs> yeah so uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it, and uh, I take it you guys are too. Yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, totally. I'm, I'm I'm actually looking forward to a show with a with a similar tone to Kiryujo, which had a 
a really fun adventure kind of vibe to it, I think. That's how I feel. Wouldn't you say, Nick? Like, it had a real... It was it was upbeat, but it it, it wasn't. It was goofy. it was upbeat, but it was also very old school in the way it handled things. Right. You yeah. Know, good guys were good guys, bad guys were bad guys, and while there were jokes when things had got serious, they got serious. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm I'm looking for that too, because because I enjoyed Gun a lot, but I do I would like kind of a more uh, lightweight show, just lightweight in the sense of you know it's not. It's not heavy duty all the is, time. Is fate of the universe. Yeah, I, I don't feel like the world is going to end tomorrow. That sort of thing, and you know, it, but it's good to have that kind of variety. You know, I like going back and jumping back and forth between more heavy duty shows and 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 seri- um, later shows and, and things like that. But uh, yeah, you know, as long as it kind of it has that nice balance where it's not complete lunacy, but it's also not totally grim dark and and the characters just sit around wanting to cut themselves and all that then um i never want to see that show but uh <laughs> you know we'll Come, see how it goes trying to think what that would be called Kamen Rider Evo. Yeah, that was that was kabuto oh yeah the Kam- no he wasn't oh the Harper brothers yeah the i was gonna say brothers. kabuto wasn't depressed he was supremely in love with no, 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 yeah. no, the Harper brothers <laughs> the Harper brothers that makes more sense yeah Common Rider Depression. I'm looking forward to a Common Rider that kicks things again. Like, I love all the fights in Gaim, but I miss Rider kicks. Well, they did yeah. They did get him into yeah, they, the Yeah, at the very finale. end, they did Rider. They yeah. did him in the finale, and I thought that was another one of those great, you know, that's a good way to cap off the series moments, is have the Rider kick. The double Rider kick, in fact. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm sure... I think we've already seen actually Drive is going to have one at least as as one of his many finishers. And another thing we've seen in the trailers already that I'm excited about is they actually have shown him grabbing a guy and like spinning the tire and yeah. it's like setting off all these sparks on his back. I think it's with the spike one, so maybe that's kind of its special thing. But I want to see stuff like that. Like I want to see him using the tire as a weapon. And another you know. one of him, like, skidding across the ground, the tires rotating around, yep. propelling him forward. He spins around in a circle and, like, trips people. And <laughs> Yeah, we'll see. Should be exciting. This show is so goofy. <laughs> I, and I mean that in the best possible way. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, dude, it's your show. Have you, have you covered everything you want to cover? Like, you know, we're here till you tell us to go away. Like, it's your show. Uh, I think so. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I can't think of anything else. We kind of covered all the, the general stuff that we did. Have we discussed that quote that the, one of the producers of the show said about yeah, no. there only being a he car? He says it's Common Rider meets Night Rider. Oh, he really said that. Apparently. Interesting. <laughs> I hope Hasselhoff shows up as a writer. In <laughs> Kit. Yep. I'm, I'm horribly outdated, Michael. Well, the the belt is supposed to be like a character, like they're gonna call him Belt San, uh, or Mister Belt, if you will. And when he's in the base, he's actually got this little kind of thing that they push him around on, like they connect him to this. Is that what that robot is? Yeah, it? it's like a weird like cart, and the and the girls like pulling around everywhere. The girl is a weird character to, to try and get a um a read on. Uh, yeah, Kirika, the uh, police officer. But is she the one who's, who's wheeling him around? For the technical work. Yep, right, right, right. for all the technical work. And occasionally helps in fights. Yes. She is beautiful but scary and almost robot-like young woman. 
I love reading translations. We've got to remember that um, for all that Kuryuja did well, we have to remember that right off the bat, they uh, they came out of the gate a little wonky because the producer was uh, saying how they it was a mainly a male group because women weren't strong or something like that was the. It was why it was why they didn't have uh, yellow, I believe. Yeah. I remember seeing someone saying that that quote, the way it was originally translated wasn't right or something like that. So I don't want to say that's exactly what he oh, said. Okay. There was something controversial, though, about the what he was sort of implying or the way people took it was, you know, we only have one girl member because we didn't want to have a yellow one because we got to show that the guys are strong enough to tame dinosaurs or whatever. But, you know, it, and it's funny because then that show went on to have uh, Curie Violet. True. You know, and then in even in the um, was it the hundred years later movie where they had the the team where some of them were like swapped around and like there was a, a female cyan now. Yeah. Yes, but the female yeah. cyan was played by the same girl who was pink. Oh, okay. Like it was this. Yeah, it, they, they were descendants. It was the same six uh, actors playing their descendants a hundred years later. Okay. So so um, the guy Amy and um, King were playing brother and sister, the descendants of Amy, act, the actual Amy and King. Right. So it wasn't that there was an extra female writer. <laughs> a ranger. Uh, yeah, ranger. ranger. <laughs> Since we're talking about women, Paul, how did you feel about what happened to Marika in Gaim? Like her whole character arc. Oh, man. Um, oh, that's a good point. Because she was one of your favorite characters. She right? was, yeah. She was. I kind of want to... I want to get a... Uh, I want to get an opinion... Uh, when we do HJU Radio from Lixara, what she thought of that. Because I, I really don't know. I mean, it's it's the sort of thing where, like, when it came to uh, Wizard, and we, we did the podcast, uh, and she didn't like how uh, Mayu's story turned out, um, Mage. And I remember at the time thinking, like, you know, I, I wasn't even sort of focusing on that aspect of it. I was just kind of thinking about, uh, you know, oh, that really sucks for... Um, Medusa, like she got screwed over by the guy that she trusted and everything, and but you know that that really it raised a really good point that yeah, well they they really kind of screwed over um, Mage on on her whole revenge story and everything like that. Uh, and when it comes to Marika, yeah, she really did end up being one of my favorite characters in the show, if not my favorite actually. It's kind of hard. It's hard to call between her and Oren uh, and Takatora. I liked all three of them a lot. But yeah, I really did like her. And I, I liked the development she was undergoing where it seemed like she was a bad guy for a long time. But then she kind of started to you know, turn over a new leaf. But it, I liked how it, it happened very organically and very um, subtly almost. Where yeah. you know they they didn't have like a big moment where she's like I'm wrong and and I sucked and what was I doing you know it was it was just sort of like as a result of of things happening around you know stuff is going crazier she's she's always kind of trusted the professor but been a little wary of some of his wackier moments then when he's like I'm taking off in my rocket ship now you know as the whole city's going to hell she's <laughs> like what the you know <laughs> what about me so. And then they had that scene where she talked to Takatora, and he was like, you know, I forgive you and everything. I don't know. Yeah, her her whole – the way she ended up I, – I think my big problem with it is I don't really understand why she 
was killed off. Like, I mean, people have sort of defended it and said, you know, oh, you know, it, 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 people are making a big deal out of it, and, and that was her character. She was going to follow Kaito to the ends of the earth and everything, and, and she gave her life to protect him. And, and, and I can see that, but when you get down to it, I just, I don't quite get why it happened, because I think about that whole sequence of events, and I feel like you can have basically the same uh, storyline go down, where instead of her dying, she's, you know, falls into unconsciousness or something like that. Kaito carries her away, sort of sets her down somewhere. And then you could do a really kind of neat scene where as he dies, she wakes up in the next episode. Uh, and then, I don't know what you do with her after that. She has to kind of leave or, or something like that. Because, I don't know, I just, I don't feel like... When she decided to follow him, I don't feel like she ever did anything that made her a bad guy again. She was just sort of like, I, you know, I'm following along with Kaito, and he's doing these kind of terrible things, but... She beat up um, Gridden and... Wasn't she helping beat up Gridden and um, Brava? Yeah, kind of. I mean, but Baron is the one that does all the damage. Like, she just kind of fights him, and then he comes in and, and slashes up the seas and all that. But even then, they still survive. Like, I, I think that was the thing, was that every character in the show who died, um, as far as the the uh, the energy riders go, like the, you know, the four guys who came in with um, Takatora, because all, all of them died except for him. Like, Sid died, the professor died, and, and Marika died. And Sid killed somebody. The professor... Ryoma, I can't remember if he killed anybody, but I mean, he certainly was a bad guy. Yeah. And well, I mean, he was sort of responsible for killing lots of people in yeah, the city. Yeah, exactly. He was he sort of indirectly or directly responsible. And the thing about um, Yoko or, or Marika is, I don't think she ever did anything that bad. Like she was, she was a villain by extension. Like because she hung around with bad guys. Like she was there. When they killed Hase, she was there when they betrayed Takatora. And she, you know, kind of worked for them and all that. But it, there was never anything to me that made it feel like, yeah, she is, she's doomed. Like, because that's usually how it works in Kamen Rider, where you kill somebody and it's not in self-defense or it's not, you know, you're destroying a monster. And usually that means you're going to die by the end of the show. It, like, even, even in shows with kind of more sketchier gray area you know the line between good and evil is really blurred i don't know forza forza says hi forza <laughs> what's his name the uh the principal the principal wait the principal or the uh the owner like which guy you mean gamo or gamo yeah well he died oh i suppose yeah. he did die yeah that's true yeah i know he died i mean yeah like in that show Forza is a really good example because it's it's a pretty bloodless show, and of all the characters who die, they're all the worst bad guys, like the the evilest. There's you know there's Gamo, there's uh, can't remember his name, but the guy who turned into Libra, you know the actual principal of the school, yeah, um, Le- and, Leo and Leo, and I think that was it, as I recall. Well, unless they went oh, up oh, and rescued um, all the people on the space station. Uh, yeah, the uh, uh, Tachibana. Or Virgo. Tachibana, yeah. Emoto. Uh, he dies too. And that made, to me, that made sense because that was sort of, like like I said uh, way back, I was talking about that kind of character, the manipulator sort of character. To me, it, it always makes sense that ultimately 
they have to be proven wrong and their plan has to kind of backfire on them in a sense. You know, it happened, kind of happened with Shroud, not quite as much. It definitely happened with White Wizard where he was, you know, playing all these sides oh, yeah. against each other and it, it bit him back well, he was hard. The big, he was the main villain in the end. He was, yeah, he was. He was the big guy. But um, uh, to ju- to jump back just for just for two seconds, I I had two things I just wanted to say about Drive before we we jumped out. One was uh, I'm sending you guys the image. That was the picture I was I was trying to find earlier, which was the police girl wearing the extra cars. Yep. On her belt. So I reckon she's kind of like Unk. She's following him around and throwing him appropriate swap out pieces. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh, she's oh. Lady Unk. She's Lady Unk. <laughs> but not as in love as you are with the male Unk, right? No, of course not. No, I understand. I understand. I, I and Let's move on. The uh, the other one I was going to say was that this is a detailed look at the drive costume. I didn't really... Look how much detail is on the back of the suit compared to the front. Yes, I noticed that. Isn't that weird? It is, it is, and uh, I think the theory I've been seeing is that it, it makes it look more like the underside of a car. Which... Uh, uh, I can see it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, can, I get that. I hadn't thought about it before, but yeah, that does make sense. He's got a light me on him. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's got a light on the back of his head, did you notice that? Like, you can see oh, it better no. in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, he's got a yeah, stopping light. Yeah. And I noticed the yellow signals on his um, on his shoulders. But, um, no, I didn't notice the, the red one on the back of the helmet there. Yeah. I wonder if that'll go on and off. But uh, this is a good one for seeing the detail on his lights, too, which look like headlights. They're yep. the eyes. Yeah. They're kind of, they're like a cross between headlights and the usual rider bug eyes. So. Yeah. He's also, he's got a gas cap on his, on his, um, gauntlets, too. Just that, the silver circular there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. It's a, it's a, it's a cool suit. It really is. It's from the side the 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 way the tires so round looks a little bit weird, but front on it's it's a really nice looking suit. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess the tire has to has to be round so it'll spin right. and everything spin on and off of him. But uh, yeah, I'm, it's funny how this one has just really captured me pretty quickly. I mean, I, I saw it at first and I was like, okay, it, I was almost kind of in a weird way underwhelmed because I was like, oh, that's it. Uh, you know, like after they'd, they'd kept it secret for so long and coming off a of game and just reading about Carthy and Ryder. I mean, I, I like almost literally expected him to just have a car head, you know, like they like he'd have little wheels on his face and everything. But <laughs> no, they actually they they did a pretty uh, a pretty good job of, you know, you can definitely tell what he's inspired by, but it's still a really cool look on its own, I think, as a suit. And a character. Yeah, they've they've got complete faith from me. I mean, they made a durian look cool. Yeah, I know they made him into like one of my favorite looking characters. I think in the show, just on a visual level, he's so crazy and spiky and everything, and makes for yeah. a great toy. The figure out of him just came out, didn't it? Yep. Yeah. Cool. Really cool. But uh, yeah, to jump back to to Marika for a second. Um, yeah, I guess that's just sort of my, my problem with it. Is I kind of don't quite know why, of all the characters to die, it had to be her. Especially, I think what especially made it weird was that you had Zack appear to die, 
in the same episode. And he turns out to be fine. And, and I kind of thought, like, of the two, if, if I was going to pick one who where it seemed like more of a decisive death, I actually would have gone with his. Because uh-huh. I thought the build-up seemed... Like, it seemed like it was a little bit... It was kind of more about him and, and, and his big decision and all that. And I don't know. I just, there's just, to me, there's something wrong with getting thrown off a building in full rider armor and dying from that. See, I... <laughs> So she does she hit the ground in the rider armor? Well, I assume she does because she's not because I wondered splattered if ex- all over the place. Like oh, I, I wondered if the explosion like knocked her out of the armor. Maybe, but that was a long drop, and I mean there was like no blood or anything. Well, I, yes, but I, I put that down to it's common rider, and they can't really yeah. make it super super bloody. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, cause, because they did, you know, they did the same... She had a very similar death to the professor. He fell off a building, True. and they, they purposely didn't show it. They show her reaction to it, which gives you the idea True. that, oh, True. you know, he's all over the place now. But I don't know. It just, it's one of those things where I'd, I'd like to hear from people who hated it or from people who, who loved it or whatever and just get a, you know, get a bigger kind of perspective. Because me personally... I said this at the time, like, it wasn't the worst thing ever, but I kind of, you know, it, it didn't quite sit right with me, and the more I think about it, the more I just, I kind of just don't know why it happened other than because they're like, well, she was with the bad guys, and we gotta clear the decks at the end of the show. I don't know. It, it was kind of a bummer. I would have liked her to be in the last episode along with everybody else, because I, I love that whole moment when you've got kind of, you've got Takatora and the sort of the support guys, like the B-Squad, you know, it's him and Zach and uh, Oren and uh, Jonichi together. Because he didn't have a whole lot of interaction with them throughout the show. I mean, he talks to uh, yeah. Oren a couple times, but it was kind of just cool seeing him hanging out with them. Actually, what did you think of uh, Takatora sitting down with um, with uh, Kurt's sister at the end there? That was really good, too. Yeah, I thought um, that was a nice moment. I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad they brought her back in, because she was a character that uh, I, I wish had been involved in more stuff, because her uh, character profile on, like, the website and everything, I think mentions that she works for, it wasn't Yggdrasil, but it was, like, a Yggdrasil subsidiary or a Yggdrasil-owned company or something like that. I don't know, I kind of would have liked her to be a bit more involved in the story although i i guess when you think about it in the grand scheme of things yggdrasil was just kind of a means to an end you know like it, it yeah. we never really found out what happened to uh Takatora and michi's parents or you know who ran the company or anything like that it was it was kind of there to set things yeah, up because but... Takatora was the head of the japan area but not the whole company right like right yeah i'd be curious to know because didn't he say that he he said something in the last episode about how they're, they're trying to... Idrisil's going to try and do something positive or... Yeah, and he's going to America, which I thought was like That's a crater, right. but <laughs> after that other episode with the missiles I and everything... Trying, I, I was trying to... Did he actually send them back to America? I thought he just sort of disposed of them. I can't remember. Someone I, else told me they went to America, though, so... Yeah, I, I read that, too, so I had assumed that that's what happened. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, that's one of those things. I'll, I'll really be interested to talk about it with uh, with other people 
on HA Radio and see what they think. Uh, what did you guys think of her dying? It felt less to me that she was dying for a story reason and more, oh, well, we've run out of things to do with this character. Mm. So, yeah, I was a little disappointed. Yeah. Because, I mean, come on, female writers, we don't get very many of them. Do you really need to kill them all? I know, I know. And she was uh, around for such a long time, too. Like, I was really excited with the stuff they were doing with her. Um, I was more... It didn't bother me at the time. I was more bothered in retrospect, because at the time I thought they were... I thought we were going to lose most of them. Yeah. So I thought that she was... Ju- like, I thought that her, her and Zach had died then, and that, you know, like... Uh, what's his name? Um... Acorn and Bravo, Bravo and Gridden, I thought that they would survive, but, you know, they'd lost their powers, and, you know, that Kota kind of, like, we'd lose everyone. So in the context of being all of them... Right. I was okay with it, but once it sort of just became... Although, I mean, I mean, most of them did. I mean, when you think about it. Well, not most of them. Like, if you, if you go through the main writers, Kota didn't die, but is essentially gone from the world. Right. Kaito died. Yep. Um, Sid died. Yep. The professor died. Yep. She died. Yep. Uh, what's his name? The original Acorn guy died. Hase. Uh, Hase died. Pinecone. Pinecone. Pinecone, yeah. Yeah. Like, when you really think about it, there was, you know, there was four of them from how many writers were there? Like, nine, ten? There's the original four. There's the two nuts. Bravo seven. Knuckles eight. Cherry. Peach. Lemon. We're up to... Eleven. Eleven. And uh, do you count Zangetsu Shin as a separate rider? No. Okay. Then, yeah, eleven. Because I'm counting the people. So, of the eleven, there's really only the four of them left on Earth. So, I mean, when you put it in that sort of perspective, I guess the five of... Oh, no, no, four uh, of them. Uh, five. Because it's Michi. Oh, yeah, and Michi. Yeah, sorry, five. So, five Takatura, of the eleven. Oren... Jonichi, uh, or, uh, Gridden, and Zack. Yeah. So five, yeah. All right, so yeah, more than half died I, or, I ascended, or uh, to ascended to godhood. Or became god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, There's not many shows you can say that about, is right, it? Oh, no. more, than, more than half of the main characters died or became a god. Yeah, and, and in that sense, I actually kind of would have liked it. I mean, I... I know why they didn't, because they had to have Mai there. But I kind of would have liked it if, when Kaito is standing there at the tree, if Yoko had been the one who came up and talked to him. Yeah. You know, I would have been okay with that. If she'd become his first woman? like. Yeah, because I don't know. I I just, I feel like, in in a way, she really got kind of screwed over. Because it's like, she cared so much about him. And at the end, he does, you know, he does kind of give her a, a moment there where, I mean, they have this nice moment together and all that. But then she dies. She died to save him. And he went off and got killed in the next episode anyway. And it's kind of all about Mai for him. So I, I don't know. I It's a really tricky story between them. You know, I just, I don't quite know. I, I don't hate it. I don't know how to feel about it. That's kind of what I'm getting at, I guess. But I, I agree with you, Nikki, that it's like it, it feels like they killed her off because they didn't really have anything else for her to do rather than because it really makes a lot of I mean it like it makes sense to the character, but at the same time I don't know. It's uh 
it's a tough one for me. That, that's how it is with a lot of the stuff in this show. Like, there's very few, few things about Gaim that I disliked. It more comes down to, like, I'm not sure how to feel about this. Because it's, it's not what I was expecting. Or or even just, like, I'm a kind of mild, oh, I, I wish they'd done it just that little bit differently. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's sort of thing where, like, I think if it had... I think if, if this one had kind of hit it out of the park on every single thing, then I might be tempted to be like, yeah, all right, this is a... You know, this changes the lineup. Like, this this smashes my top ten and all that. Whereas, you know, as it is, it's still a really, really good show. I had a lot of fun oh. watching it. I, you know, I look forward to revisiting again. It's going to be really interesting to watch a second time through, I think, now that I know what happens. I know the twists and turns and all that. But I think I'll be able to look for the, whenever they did foreshadowing or, or when they were setting things up and all that, or just seeing how the show changes so much. It's going to be a lot of fun to uh to see it again but yeah i don't know there there are just a couple things where it's like oh, i wish they would have done this or i wish that has, this had been a little bit different and it's especially weird for me and and you guys will get this when you see the um movie the summer one which comes out in november the way that movie handles the marika character is really interesting because they almost she's she's not in a whole lot of it but when she does show up she's oddly important and I say oddly important in the sense that, like, it, out of all the writers there in that movie, and it's got everybody, suddenly they're like, yeah, she is on the same level as, as the big three. Like, she is with Gaim, uh, Baron, and Ryugen in a way huh. that nobody else is. Like, not even Zangetsu. So it's it's really interesting to see what they did with her there. And I don't know. Who knows? She could yet return, <laughs> as anybody could in the next movie. So we'll see. Indeed. But uh, I think we've gone on for quite a while now. It has been a great conversation, and uh, I'm glad you guys could come on. Thank you for having me. Oh, anytime, man. Yeah, we should definitely do another one of these sometime. But uh, that's it for us. So uh, we're looking forward to watching Drive, and we hope all of you listening are as well. Thank you for listening to another episode of Rider Break, and uh, we'll be back sooner rather than later because I've got a couple episodes that I need to edit and release. Uh, because actually, Nikki, you are the third special guest star that has ever been Ooh. on Rider Break. There's somebody else, uh, but the episode with him hasn't come out at the time we're recording this, so and probably won't oh, yeah. come out until after this is up. So. Am I the first returning guest star? You're the first returning guest star, yes. Sweet. Uh, and hopefully there will be many more guest stars in the future. But uh, only the future knows i'm sure the guy knows he's a god now the guy knows too yeah because he's a space god now but uh, yeah. and i mentioned paul knows because it's his show yeah. i i probably know too yeah because it is my yeah. show but and, and uh, paul is also a space god yes and on that note we leave you as we unzip the universe and uh all get sucked up into a space yeah all, all we, we have to go now our planet needs us <laughs> that, that did cross my mind when the ending happened uh, no I'm not the only one other people thought that too that <laughs> you know what would be great uh, at the very end is Gaim and Maya stand there and Gaim says uh, yeah someone says uh, Cody you didn't do anything this time and he's like didn't I <laughs> <laughs> oh man alright that's a wrap 